From multiple secluded locations in Minneapolis or near enough, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this week's episode, our topics are working from home and games to play while social distancing. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start. We're we're back for another week of not being together, <laughs> right? Well, that's sad. We're distanced. When you say it like that, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, we're together in spirit, <laughs> and uh, via a packet exchange as well, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're distanced. This is something that I'm sure you'll hear every podcast you listen to uh, will mention this more than once. Uh, until we all get used to it. Of course, there are plenty of podcasts to do this normally, um, but that's not yeah. been us. We we uh, we like to yuck it up together, um, but now we're uh, just sharing screens mm-hmm. um, because of the way of the world. Uh, and we um, we just recorded an episode that you heard last week or the week prior, depending on how we release these. And so we talked a little bit about how like updating, you know, people on like what it is now, so that two weeks later when you hear the episode. Uh, you'll we'll know what time was like back then because things are moving so quickly. Yeah. Um, but we just talked about all that stuff, so we don't have much new to say uh, f- for this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I guess one good thing that could come from this is if ever any of us were to move, we could still record the podcast and it would be okay. Yeah. Assuming we, we, these episodes are going okay. <laughs> we're establishing. You know, that's something that a lot of people have talked about it with with all of the coronavirus uh, um, uh, social changes, mm. which is. Um, you know, we may never go back to the way things were because we'll we'll have discovered new ways of doing things, right? Yeah. Um, more people will use grocery delivery because they find that they like that better, or people will like not go out as much on, on certain times, or like a lot of the social things they do will break down and never recover. So there'll be bad results if you you want to look at it that way, but there'll also maybe things like innovations in terms of how people uh, deliver news or how people. Um, how people even talk to each other, or or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're we're going to evolve as a culture in a way that is sort of interesting to see and hard to identify while it's happening. Also, right? Yeah. And also, like going back to some older ways to do things, like apparently grocery stores used to be you didn't walk around and pick out your own thing. You went to the counter and said, "I want yeah. these things," and then they would go get them for you. So, mm-hmm. like it was a big and deal. Th- the stores that came out that you were self-serving yourself so yeah yeah and then the uh the economy of scale once you have the supermarket Mm -hmm. suddenly that wasn't you couldn't didn't make a lot of sense but now you hire people to do that task instead of being the grocer who does it all yeah so there's like a but uh you you in order to get from a to c you had to spend some time in at b (laughs) right (laughs) yeah that's fascinating i didn't know that I just learned that recently. So yeah, cool. Well, have you ever uh, played a video game where you walk into a general store and there's like a big rack of stuff behind the guy at the at the counter? Oh yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah. what it is. Is that that the the you know the the proprietor would turn around and grab what you need, and that's kind of how it works. Uh, makes in, sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one thing that people have been doing to. Uh, entertain themselves while they're stuck uh, in their homes is playing Animal Crossing and or Doom. 
Right. <laughs> or, or if if you believe the memes, they're both at the same time. Yeah. Right. It's just it's kind of neat to see like Isabel running around in a doom helmet shooting yeah. uh, demons or whatever. <laughs> this like this meme started a long long time ago yeah. when the release dates were announced as the same. And of course, you know, it was sort of demonstrating that like video games, people tastes in video games are diverse and not as superficial as you might expect. And so, um, like the, the, the two Reddit communities would share memes and like, it was this sort of like fun little joke that they got to have these communities had to have with each other. Um, but then a funny thing happened is that with, uh, the concerns about, um, spreading the coronavirus, mm-hmm. um, uh, GameStop, um, broke the retail street date for doom by one day. So oh. that, so that they wouldn't have as many people in the store uh for the, on the two release days. Of course, okay. this was announced before when it the, the d- date actually came around yeah. when GameStop was in the the midst of trying to stay open in spite of statewide orders in various states to mm. shut down their operations because they were not essential retail. Right. Um they finally uh got threatened badly enough to shut things down. Yeah, I think in uh, Pennsylvania w- they threatened to pull their business license. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, they, they basically they, they made a, a case. So um, the short version of this is that uh, certain governments uh, uh, in the United States have said, issued orders saying only essential retail. So uh, laundromats, grocery stores, things that were required for the operation of life, basically. Mm-hmm. They can stay open. Everybody else has to adapt in, in a way or shut down. Uh, not accepts customers in the store, right? And yeah. and GameStop just said we're staying open because we think we're essential retail because there was no enumerated list of places mm, <laughs> that could right. or couldn't stay open, and they had the audacity to say we're one of them. And uh, yeah, they, it took some muscle, I think, to get them to change their mind on that. Um, but it's it's weird how that crosses with the story of Doom and Animal Crossing, right? <laughs> yeah, I just I, I really much enjoy all of those those posts and stuff. We'll have to link some, a couple of Reddit yeah. posts. Cause they're just so sweet. I like yeah. how like the doom, the doom people come over and like, hey, Animal Crossing people, we like you. We, you know, yeah, we don't feel like uh, <laughs> you're in our way or anything. <laughs> it's just very wholesome. Man, I remember. It's funny. Like Doom, Doom has actually felt like a franchise like that for a while. That is not yeah. not taking itself that seriously. Yeah. I remember in the '90s when Doom did take itself seriously. Oh and, like, yeah. It was. It was. Uh. It was kind of dumb. But <laughs> it's nice that it's grown past that mm-hmm. and become a very a more of a wholesome experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it's either like, of you play either of those games? Uh, I have not played either. Mm-hmm. I had played Animal Crossing on the DS, um, but I I felt anxiety from it because like all of the if you miss a day, then like the people in the town will start will say like where were you? We needed you or something, and then I uh, eventually I started feeling too guilty and I just couldn't keep playing the game. If you I get enough like, of that from your friends and family. I know, exactly. <laughs> right. So like eventually like I missed the day or something. And I was like, you know what, I'm done with this and then I sold the game. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not gonna get this one either. <laughs> Martha, you play Animal Crossing? Uh not yet. I'll talk about it in the later topic down the down the way. But Oh um. <laughs> with withholding her thoughts until it's actually relevant yes um <laughs> but uh I, I have no plans to play doom it's yeah. not like i like shooters but yeah i was gonna I say don't. it's like a bombastic shooter that seems kind of up your alley yeah but i don't know it's very <laughs> yeah like muscly i don't know it's like it's a little heavy metal yeah too. yeah the tone is yeah. not as 
uh, that not as appealing to me mm-hmm. as I totally get. There's that. not yeah. as much uh, antics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually Doom would be up my alley in terms of shooters because it's less about aim and more about movement. Mm-hmm. Which is like something I can get behind, but like, yeah, I'm not into the gore and the blood and the, uh, yeah, and the heavy metal music and stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm very curious about it, but like, I don't know that I will purchase it. Yeah, yeah. Doom is about is a shooter. Is about um, it's like it, it is kind of retro in its styling, uh, but the m- mechanics are modern. But it's part of that uh, that idea of like running up to an enemy to kill it, yeah, rather than poking around a corner or ducking or, or any kind of cover system or anything like that. Right. Uh, or strategically placing yourself. It is about weaving through, you know, like you say, movement. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, not really my style either. I, mm. I much more prefer a, a slightly more tactical kind of thing. Not, I, don't, not, I don't love cover shooters exactly, but a little bit of that I, I do like. Sure. Um, well, uh, we talked at the top a little bit about the way the world is now, and we picked some topics that sort of are adjacent to that. And by the time you hear this episode, who knows how relevant any of it will be. Um, but let's get into the first one. This, this topic will be relevant to me. I picked uh-huh. working from home because I'm doing that now and I hate it. Please help me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like, um, before, uh, I'd always opted to go in the office, even when like everybody else in the office was working from home. Like yep. there were a few days this this year and last year and uh and stuff where like I was the o- literally the only person in the office because I mm-hmm. didn't want to go I didn't want to work from home. Right. Um, and like I I live on uh the Green Line, which is just a rail system that goes from where I live to downtown Minneapolis. So um, it's really easy for me to get into the office too. Mm-hmm. Like, even if there's a bunch of snow and stuff, it's simple for me to just go and uh, do it. Yeah. Um, so like, I just always opted to do it. And so now that I am forced to work from home, I'm struggling <laughs> <laughs> and it's difficult too. Cause I live by myself. So like, I don't have any social pressure, to, like motivate me to keep working. Right. Um, no, and, like, over your shoulder. my, my house is, you know, where I keep all of my fun things. So like uh-huh. my switch is just staring at me constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like, I don't have, I haven't developed like an office place for me to work in either. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done a lot to help, uh, help with this yet, but I'm trying to work out a new system. Like I keep out of my bedroom when I'm working, like at, when I'm actually working at stuff and I just use my laptop Yeah. I stay in my living area. Um, and, like, it is kind of nice that, like, I have control of this office space, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, like, can open up my blinds and stuff and let light in and make sure, like, I can have background music in and, like, have it be as loud as I want and stuff, which uh-huh. is nice. But I, it's like, comparing that to your bedroom, which has, like, your gaming PC and is dark, like, <laughs> or, like... <laughs> well, I mean... I like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what's the difference, right? Uh, I... Well, I mean, well, the, yeah, the, the thing is it has my gaming PC in it, and I play games on that. So, like, I have a bunch of games already installed on my PC, mm-hmm. um, and I, like, the temptation would be all too real to just go over there and play games instead of, like, actually getting work done. Right. Um, where my laptop doesn't have, I think it has, like, maybe one or two games on there or something, but, like, I don't, I'm not interested in playing those. So, like, it's easier for me to just work off of my laptop. My laptop is powerful enough where, like, any games I'm working on um, can handle what I'm doing. Right. Uh, 
But like, I don't know. How how have y'all been dealing with it? And uh, what advice do you have? Please help me. <laughs> well, Martha, you you work from home you already to some amount, right? Like on on certain days. Yeah. So per- once a week, we get mm-hmm. to work from home from for my work um, normally, uh, and. So I have a little bit more practice with it. It doesn't feel like working from home is the problem for me. It's more that I'm working during a crisis, which okay. is mm-hmm. difficult for me <laughs> because sure. it's really hard for me to not start thinking about like uh, on a lot of the the slacks and discords and things I'm on. I've tried to get people to only put like virus news and stuff on a certain channel. And I might yeah. talk to MSP game dip slack about that too, but I already don't have that on my work computer because it's already too distracting. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, but I've been like trying not to read anything about it because if I remember that it's a thing while I'm working, I'll just get completely worried about it, some facet of it. And then I'll lose like, hours of work because i'm just sitting there like having a panic attack (laughs) Mm, yeah um so that's been like working from home is already a little bit more hard to keep you yourself like on task but but not like i've been thinking about it like i get distracted at work all the time too like people are around me and it may look from the outside like i'm working more but there's there's days where I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully no one from work is hearing this. But I think everybody has that where you get, you know, people are talking around you and it's hard to concentrate on stuff. So, right. Or you're like, you're the one doing the talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> talking to you and or you have like five meetings that day. And so you try to sit down and actually code. And it's like, well, in, in half an hour, I'm going to have to get up again. And so like by the time you get into focusing deeply on the problem that you're solving you then have to go away from it so right in that way it's a little easier to work from home because there's less like people about but also there's less people about so it's kind of lonely too right mm-hmm. so well i i noticed oh. like oh uh, go ahead Sorry. i guess my only advice would be like one thing i've found is making the space downstairs be where I work and only do work in that space uh, has has really been helpful Um, because I was upstairs with my fun stuff and Dylan's working there (laughs) and so like it was just very distracting so um, maybe setting up one even if it's not like just one side of your couch versus the other side or something like just to differentiate Where you that's are. Not a, you- that's not a bad idea. I kind of like that. It's an option. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I live in a one bedroom apartment, so I don't have enough space to like make an office. But like I definitely have a space, so I could have a space for like I just work there. Got a, a, a few options available. Yeah, you can uh, use your dining room table as your work work, and then just you know eat on the couch like 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 I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could do that. I kind of like that as an idea. Yeah. Okay. And you know, uh, hopefully, with the uh, the thinking that this is a long term temporary, right? Who's to say? But you can make adjustments as you need. Um, but yeah, Martha, I think that's a really good idea. And you just moved into your new house, 
So it's like it, there's not that much you needed to unsettle to come up with a, a, a system like this, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because now I'm home all the time and which is mm-hmm. and like I'm noticing all these things about our house now and our yard and all these projects <laughs> I want to do and I'm like, oh I can't I can't go get that thing that I need mm-hmm. for that thing. So then I just stare at it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you unpacked all your boxes yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> and those are staring at you now too. Yep, exactly. And like cool. people on social media and stuff, uh, for a while we're talking about like Isaac Newton discovered gravity and uh, and um, you know Shakespeare, Shakespeare wrote, wrote King Lear, King Lear. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's like okay, that's unrealistic <laughs> to expect <Right>. everyone <laughs> to do. Like everyone's not on their best. This isn't like we're on vacation. Like I thought it would be kind of fun <laughs> mm-hmm. to to be able like oh I'm gonna have all this time to work on stuff, but I don't actually because there's no way to. There's just so much worrying time that happens. So yeah, <laughs> and you're st- I'm still working, so it's not like I'm on vacation, like I thought yeah. it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, very I very little has- a different scenario than like actual than regular working from home, but like yeah. it's still similar. Well, we can't really talk about this as a topic without really placing it in the time that we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, we could try, but I don't know how good of a job we would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, not much has changed for me in terms of my work structure, right? Okay. Because, um, like, I'm still working on a, sort of projects various and sundry um, on my own time, my own schedule. And, um, but the difference is, is that, I cannot leave the house. And even though I mostly don't leave the house, mm-hmm. the knowledge of that really does change things. Yeah. Right. Um, it is really, un- it's very weird. It is subtle. Like Martha, you're saying like it, 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 it being all con- contextual matters a lot. Like you can't really just pretend that, that, that all that's different is your work environment. Right. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. But we can yeah. try to imagine that, because this is what we have control over, right? Is ergonomics and scheduling and strategies and stuff like that. So maybe we can try to help you with that, Stephen. Yes. Well, yeah, that would be helpful too. Um, I don't know. Like part of the thing I'm having a hard time with, and I had a hard time with in the past when I have worked from home, is like I have a hard time communicating with people through text. Mm. Yeah. Just in general, I'm not great at communicating with people through text. Mm-hmm. I don't know how charming I seem when we communicate on our in our Slack channel. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. Uh, like I don't have a lot of experience because I didn't. Even when I was growing up, like I would read on forums and stuff, but I wouldn't really. I would just lurk. I wouldn't really communicate yeah. to people on them. And now that like text messaging is all our age and stuff, I don't tend to. Um, all the rage, like <laughs> like it's a new newfangled technology. Old man McGregor. Um, um um, but yeah like texting uh is a thing and so like i uh, but i I don't text very often i didn't text that much back in the day either um so like communicating with people through text that's something that i could uh uh, stand to improve yeah i have especially like when you got when you're working on a project with like an artist or something and they're asking for your feedback i have a book for you Oh, <laughs> a book. Okay, <laughs> it's Gretchen McCulloch's book on internet communication. So because internet, because internet, yes. Um, because you can okay. learn a lot about like if you're not up on 
on ways to communicate emotion through text that might be helpful. Yeah, that would be helpful for me. I know that I've been resistant to um, modern forms of like uh, um, like punctuation and stuff. Like I always yeah. end my, I try to end my sentences in periods unless I'm being like, um, uh, what's the word? Unless I'm spoofing something or something. Right. Like that. <laughs> yeah, there's that 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 truism that people say that like, as far as everyone is concerned, if you enter a, a, a or end a sentence with a period. It's like sarcastic or, or mean spirit or something or like yeah. angry. I think that's not true. I think people like like people only know that because they just say it to each other uh-huh. uh, uh, because uh, because a lot of people just don't put periods there casually because they don't need to. Yeah, I don't I can't imagine that it's that's as true as I mean, it's said to be. Gretchen did some research and, and a lot of people it's true for. I mean, I chafe at the fact that we have to put periods at the end of of the the titles <laughs> I chafe about a lot of things about the titles <laughs> we can have a topic about how we name our titles <laughs> yeah but um I, well, what I, I mean want... is that the people you communicate with especially in a work environment or even in a social situation where these are people you know yeah um I think you get a sense for how people talk to each other so that if you're talking to strangers you've never heard from before or you're reading tweets and you're trying to judge this, the meaning, yeah. then you essentially have to use the the sort of overall, you know, you're going in kind of blind. And so yeah. any of their little quirks, you can't pick up on. Right. But I think when you're so like, I mean, go ahead and write full sentences, you know, <laughs> like beware that it might take a minute for, for people to understand, but like, you're not going to be permanently handicapped by that. I think the, like you should uh, like read, that book so you can better read other people okay. but the, w- the way you get better at at on your side is just through practice right right is 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 seeing it's like oh people aren't understanding what i'm saying oh i'll do something different and you don't have to necessarily do it consciously you can certainly try mm. but i think my supposition is that you just oh you yeah just get into the habit right yeah yeah i mean yeah people uh I guess, like, I, I, I need to get better about, like, reading people's messages in a way that makes sense. Because I think I tend to, well, when I when I read a message that doesn't have a period, at least I yeah, used to. I think I've gotten better at it. But when I read a message that doesn't have a period, I read it as devoid of any emotion. And that's why, <laughs> yeah. that's why when I type like that, it's like, like, it's a joke sort of thing. Because, like, it's basically devoid of any emotion. Or I read it as a Sure. Um, I don't. I don't do that as much anymore. But like, yeah. Like as soon as somebody puts a punctuation in, then like I can read it better. And like yeah. I get in the habit of using a lot of exclamation points because I want people to feel like I'm either excited or not, or at least not angry or you know uh, about like whatever content we're doing. But like it also feels weird and like in some ways it's kind of draining to use an exclamation point. It's like a, it's it's weird that like <laughs> there's a difference between the period and exclamation point in that way. But like. It feels like it feels draining to always be excited about a thing. Yeah, yeah. Or the uh, the smiley face. <laughs> yeah. To to erase all doubt that you're being, you know, um, that your tone is sharp or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So like having to um, having to navigate that and um, think about like what I'm typing is more annoying than like how I'm saying it because I. I 
At least I think I'm a much more smooth talker than I am. <laughs> uh, but I, I can work on that, and I'll have to look up that book. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, we'll probably leave a we'll leave a um, a note in the show notes. Yeah, we've talked about it a couple of times leading up to its release, so it's in previous show notes, but we'll put it in this one as well. Yeah. Um, and, and it has gotten excellent reviews. It's sort of like very quickly become the de facto text on this subject, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's very fun. It's a, she's a good writer. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, well, that so that should help me communicate with my coworkers. Um, and, like, it's kind of weird, too, because we're, like, establishing new systems because where everybody's working well um but like it's also difficult to yeah it's difficult to like schedule things with people um um while working from home too because like when you're in person you could just say you can ask them a bunch of questions and like if it doesn't sound like they're they're sure about their plans or something you can press them further about it and things like that it's, mm-hmm. you, you can't really read that through text in a lot of cases yeah um unless you're like very scrutinizing about like their their word choice and nobody wants to be that person. So, um, I don't know. How, how do you handle like scheduling things with people, scheduling calls or, uh, uh, times to work on things or stuff like that while working well, from home? My experience has always been, um, asynchronous. Okay. So a lot of my work in my professional career, and then even now it is independent game developer. Like, it has never required a lot of in-person stuff. That's what actually is the one main difference about uh, what we've done for Nice Games Club is that we have um, we get together for meetings that that move the needle forward on things we need to get done. Yeah. Um, but my experience in my professional life has not included a lot of that. Um, so I don't know that I have a ton of advice for you on on for, on how to do that well. Okay. Uh Martha? Um, yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, mm-hmm. we have lots of meetings scheduled for my work anyway um, that are now all on Zoom. So um, I get to see my immediate team a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to figure out like when I need help on a problem or something. Um, it's a lot harder to... like When I've worked most successfully from home on the days I work from home, it's when I already know what I need to do. I just need to sit down and do the work. So I've been trying to figure out ways to reach out to get when I need help when I'm stuck on a problem or I'm still trying to figure out like what's going on with a bug or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And mostly, I don't know, it's really hard. I don't have very many good strategies yet for that. Um, Mostly just reaching out, like being like, hey, do you have time to uh, like jump on a quick call? Yeah, one of the things that I've done for um, the asynchronous work that I do is that um, anytime there is a, where we either need to get together for a reason or to have like frantic back and forth emails all day on on something, which is kind of like a meeting, mm-hmm. um, you always want to have action items, right? So this is just normal meeting behavior, right? You want to you want everyone to walk away with something to do, um, and right. then that way you can check on if they did it. Right. And that's not necessarily just a boss employee relationship. That's something you ask of someone or something that you're offering someone. You, you know, you can kind of have a, you know, what's going to happen. Right. You don't have to check in as much to make sure that's going on because you all have a shared understanding. So you use those times that you're together to be on the same page. Um, 
But the other thing you can do is, especially when you you can't run into each other in the halls, is when you do actually have that time where you set your action items, is you put, give everything a deadline or at least yeah. a check-in time, right? Like, And these don't have to be... They can be outside the normal production schedule. They could be a case of like, oh, hey, I need this thing. I need this... Uh, uh, like, I'm going to work on this thing and then I'm going to send it to you for feedback. When I do, can I get that feedback um, uh, first thing in the morning, Wednesday, right? Which is not something you maybe you would normally do if you saw each other in the halls all the time. You could, you could be a little more flexible. Mm-hmm. But you sort of have to put a little bit of infrastructure into the project and like I'm used to just tons of emails on freelance projects or, or in, in workplaces I've had. So that's kind of a normal thing is to just sort of like keep, just keep asking until everything's fully clarified. Yeah. It's a little bit of a waste. It feels sometimes, but like I'm, I'm never annoyed when someone asks me a question uh, via email or, or, or through a, a work chat that like, I feel like they should know the answer to mm-hmm. like, or because it's like, Oh, well I'll, I'll just clarify for them. Like, so I think feeling cause it's like weird to like, be a bother in the, in like the, at the little things, but yeah. um, just to, like, if you're, if you don't feel on the same page, just like stop what you're doing and then send messages until you are on the same page. Yeah. Right? I mean, I do that. I do that in the office already. So like, yeah, outside of the office, probably, I mean, it yeah. will, it at least won't look out of character for me. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> so but the main good. strategy to avoid that is to be as clear as possible, as early as possible. Right. 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 So that you can go off into your separate worlds and you don't have to check into each other in, until the time you've all agreed to check in with each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that makes sense. I like what you said, uh, Martha, too, about, like, uh, asking people for a call and stuff. And, and the nice thing is, is, like, we have the ability to uh, share our screens and stuff. If you have an encoding issue, like, maybe it is possible to cooperatively work on, like, an issue. Like, we've done it in the office a few times. Like, we're doing a, a networking, horse-facing game. Um and uh, networking is real tough. Yeah, it's like there's a bunch of different things that can go yeah. wrong. Um, and so it's been helpful to like for me and one of our one of my coworkers to um, collaboratively like you know uh, code on a thing or like I'll I'll watch over him while he's doing work and see if like this is all making is making sense so we mm-hmm. can get the code to uh, work. Um, and so like we could I think we could probably still do that. We would just have. And we could probably just have him share his screen and then like I could just um, watch along and uh, discuss like what uh, actions we're taking to, to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So it probably wouldn't be that much different. Mm-hmm. You know, we benefit on the show from having Google Docs where we can, can live edit uh, even when we're in the same room. Yeah, that's very helpful. And I think a lot of people use that um, Visual Studio, I think in the more recent versions has something like that for live code editing. Oh. Um, and I, I'm not certain what the status on any uh, extensions for VS Code are on that area, but okay. that's something that people are trying. And certainly, you wouldn't want to spend all day in that environment. And yeah. you know, I don't know who owns the Git change when that happens, but um, uh, that's something you can look into to see if that's depending on how, what your workflow is and how comfortable people are with you know changing their workflows. Yeah, I'll have to check into that. Mm-hmm. that. That would be valuable. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe um, I could s- stop thinking of it as so different from regular work. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not in person with somebody, but uh, there's still it, there is still a person on the other side of the computer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I guess think of it that way, then maybe it won't be so bad. Yeah, you have to. Just, you just have to learn a, essentially a whole new social habits, right? Yes. 
that that are not like the uh, workplace sociability is a version of regular sociability. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's not that hard to learn. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. exactly. So I, now it's like a whole new thing, and it feels like totally alien because it it doesn't come naturally. Mm. Because why would it? Right. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And like, I don't have, I didn't, I just didn't have the experience really to do it. Like, even when I'm like communicating with y'all on Slack or other people on Twitter, most, a lot of the people I follow on Twitter and I actively communicate with, I know in real life and could call them up and say, why did you tweet this thing if I don't <laughs> like something? Yeah. Um, so uh, it's just, it's just going to be different. Like, I haven't had that only online interaction experience. And now I'm gaining that. And I think that'll be valuable in the long run for me. So mm-hmm. it'll be good. So, and one way to practice uh, doing social socializing in this new era of social distancing is telling your friends about podcasts oh. <laughs> that they might be mm. interested in listening to, like our podcast. <laughs> Hey, okay, that's a good that's a good idea. I can don't, introduce don't myself. Don't laugh. Say, that's a thing that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> I should introduce myself. Say hi. I have a podcast. My name is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, you just have to walk up to someone and say, uh, "My name is Steven and I make nice games." Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except don't walk up to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, I know there's a lot of people out there who are looking for new things to listen to, or something to listen to to get their mind off of things uh, or mm. um, are want to make games now and uh, don't have a community so we can help provide that community yeah and I suppose when you, if you send the uh, episodes out to people uh, the podcast out to people then like they can form their own nice games club in their own little community yeah I mean that's sort of the spirit right is like it's nice games club is always more than the three of us right and so uh, that's you know uh, our community locally here the guests we bring on our listeners of course but then you know let's uh it can't be us doing all the work gotta <laughs> let's bring more people into the club right yeah it is a club mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay now that you've sent your friend a podcast the next step is to Play some games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Game playing. Um, mm-hmm. So my topic is games to play while social distancing. Because I've been doing a lot of game playing lately. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. There's definitely a thing on Twitter where people are, are just, they're making the assumption that even though we're all working from home now, and those of us who weren't before, like somehow we have more time on our hands. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and the truth is, is some of that is true um, because we're not going out, you know, we're, we're, it's not just that we're keeping away from people, but they're uh, just to avoid having to worry about it. We're just sort of sitting on the couch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so people are taking, at least I imagine they are taking that up with, with more video games Right. Certainly everyone's talking about that as if it's true. Yeah. It's funny to see like people on Twitter or whatever saying, uh, oh, we have to stay at home all night and not interact with people. I've been training for this my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those kinds of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. What 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 games have y'all been playing uh, I, recently? What have you been playing, Martha? Um, I have been... I didn't think I would get Animal Crossing. Um, 
or I might have just for talking about it on the show. But now I actually mm-hmm. like I was watching some streams of it th- yesterday, and OMG, now I really want it. There's crafting <laughs> in it though. Oh my uh-huh. gosh! It's mm-hmm. like I played the DS version and was not the biggest fan because I had similar feelings to, as you did, Stephen, that it um, was more guilt-inducing than relaxing. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it wasn't just me. I kept telling people that, and they'd be like, oh, wow, oh, this Stephen kid. And um. <laughs> Yeah, it was like at, the, at a certain point, I just was like, I don't want to even talk to these people. They're all mean and very demanding, and <laughs> uh, and there's not much much else to do in the DS game than like trying to mm-hmm. socialize with the other animals. Um, mm-hmm. So now that that it is got way more mechanics and stuff in it, I feel like than it used to. Like you can do all this terrain mapping of like changing all the where the rivers are and yeah and planting trees and making recipes and discovering recipes. Like that's it's totally up my alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, it has still has the original things that drew me to it, like being able to design your own patterns and clothes and stuff. Like that system just seems so cool. And yeah, my my brother he made a um a hyperdot painting. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> See if I can find that on the show notes. Nice. That's awesome. So I haven't picked it up yet, but I'm planning on doing that mm-hmm. today or tomorrow. It seems like, at least according to Twitter, at least according to Twitter recently, <laughs> Animal Crossing is like the official game of social distancing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's just, the, I mean, the timing is such that like everyone picked it up just as they are, were finally getting a little stir crazy, right? When like it became real to most people. Yeah. And so, which isn't to say they wouldn't have been playing it anyway, but I wouldn't be surprised if j- just the social solidarity of like all having something to share it's really important in these times. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that is like Martha, you were saying you weren't that interested, but like now you're particularly interested. Yes. <laughs> and certainly if what you saw on those streams didn't, didn't catch you, but there's probably a little bit of it that is just, you know, that it's an interesting time to, to get on this bandwagon. It's true. Right. I mean, that's the reason why the other game I have on the list, Borderlands three, <laughs> the mm-hmm. reason I am playing that is because it came out on steam. So all of my friends are now playing it. Uh, ah. which means every night I can jump on a call and uh, hang out with the with that set of friends and um, shoot some things. I mean, it's <laughs> fine. I I don't like it as much as, as Borderlands 2. Um, the new sanctuary is really fun because it's huge and there's all these nooks <laughs> and crannies and like things to climb and like things like Claptrap is building another claptrap and and i don't know wait claptrap is building another claptrap yeah i mean his whole product line was discontinued and now he's lonely so oh there's a reason for that (laughs) (laughs) and uh they did a good pretty good job at matching the voice actor so Mm -hmm. um oh that was a whole controversy which we don't need to get into yeah uh and like a lot of that has tainted the game like there's a lot of voice lines where i'm like um that was that was an unnecessary jab at somebody <laughs> mm. oh okay so <laughs> i yeah yeah when i i played it a little bit i hadn't played it that much but uh when i played it i didn't notice any of those references because oh. i didn't know like who was doing the voice acting and stuff and, or maybe i just didn't get far enough in the game to hear on 
it might be just me making stuff up too. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that that's true. <laughs> um, well, Martha, um, you mentioned sanctuary, which is the sort of the non-combatant area. Yes. Of the oh, game, yes. Right? I should explain that. Yes. So, sanctuary is the like the the safe zone. So it's where your item storage is, and um, no enemies will be there, and you can talk to all these different characters. And mm -hmm. traditionally, I've spent most of my time there um, <laughs> in all the games that. <laughs> Borderland game, Borderlands. Game. We did a whole episode about that. Yes, we did. We'll link that in the mm -hmm. show notes. Um, mm -hmm. About my love of safe, safe zone areas in games, uh, just the best. And they <laughs> really outdid themselves with Sanctuary Three. It's like they were listening to this podcast and we're like, <laughs> we won't take any advice about not being jerks, but we we will make Sanctuary the coolest ever. So uh, I'm happy without that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, so I've been playing Neo 2. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's great. <laughs> as expected. Yeah. <laughs> well, is I mean, it as... I, I've been talking about it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Is it as grim and gray and ugly and tedious as the first Neo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is all of those things. I mean, great, I'm, not playing the, I'm not playing the game for the... Um, uh, well, actually, some of the visuals are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like, I, I, it feels like it progresses into looking a lot better as you uh, as you progress through the game. Like mm. the first, the first few areas are rarely they're very dark um, and and grim and stuff. And so, like, you don't really get to see that many details, anyways. It's like, it's mainly shadow. Uh, <laughs> but but in the um, um, in this one, like uh, in the first one and the second one, really, like it just progresses into becoming more colorful and the monsters mm -hmm. are uh, creepy, but like not so creepy that I'm not interested in playing the game and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and that's a know. pretty low bar before it starts. <laughs> before yeah. you start turning away from it, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mm -hmm. mean, but like honestly, the the main draw for me in Neo and Neo Two is like the combat system, um, and like that they've uh, they in terms of combat, like there's so many things that you could do, and there's so many different ways that you can approach any um, uh, encounter, which is really cool. I mm -hmm. think that a lot of people, when they first start the game, like, it's pretty daunting because there are a lot of options, and it makes sense. But, like, you honestly can learn, like, a quarter of the systems and probably still be good enough to get through most of the game. Uh -huh. As long as you're just really good at those particular systems. Like, I, I tend to... I, have, I don't go in-depth in, like, stats and stuff because I don't... It's too complicated and I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> at least initially... Um, Which is funny because as a designer, that's your favorite thing. Yeah, I know. It's, that is weird. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that until now. <laughs> but while I'm playing the game, I just want to fight stuff. So yeah. like, I tend to skip all of the, the side missions and stuff, and I just go straight to the main missions. And so I've been generally underleveled, but I think I have, like, I'm really good at optimizing my gameplay mm -hmm. so that, like, I can still, like, deal with things um, in a way that, like, works. Whereas, like, other people, maybe they're struggling with some of the more complicated uh, action gameplay scenes, but, like, they can give themselves enough stats and stuff so that, like, they can, you know, pile drive through a lot of the content. Right, but you don't need stats or any help at all because no, you, no. you're just good. <laughs> I just go based off of my <laughs> fingers and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm having a really good time with that. I just wish it was on PC so I could mod the game, but I can't. <laughs> um, I, I think it probably won't come out on PC for, like, another year. 
Mm. Yeah, I've been borrowing. I've been uh, borrowing my parents' uh, PS4 in order to play it. So, mm-hmm. but that's been nice. Um, and then I've also been playing this game called Anno 1800, mm-hmm. which is like a weird combination of a city builder game and a civilization. Where like I guess eventually you're gonna want to like try to compete with other nations or whatever. But like I just like build my city, um, and that's kind of fun. Uh huh. That's been good. I don't know. Have y'all played uh, any of the Anno games? I think there are more Anno games. Um, no. I mean, I've, I've heard of them, but only in name. I don't know. Didn't know anything about them. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just like progress through ages of of civilization. Just like, you know, I guess, like in civilization. But um, I don't know. Civilization. <laughs> <laughs> the group I've been playing with um, hasn't really been interested in like being aggressive towards each other. We've just been building our cities, and like we don't understand the game well enough to like build it fast. So it takes us like five hours to get to the ability to make windows and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been pretty slow progress, but it's been fun. So is this is a this is an online multiplayer then? Uh, it like, is online multiplayer. You say the group you're playing with is these your these your Steam friends or? Oh, uh, I guess no, actually, it's Ava and Nick and my brother when he's able mm-hmm. to play and some other people. Um, yeah. we've been playing the this game. Uh. Nick, like he likes um, real time strategy games. And so, yeah. like, he was like, I really want to play this. And I was like, I, I don't know I'm going to enjoy it. But there was a free weekend. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll try it. And then I ended up liking it. So, yeah. It was, it was but you good. just leave each other alone. Yeah, basically. Like, you can, <laughs> you can make trade routes with everybody. So, like, if your island doesn't produce enough grains, for example, yeah. and like maybe Nick's island produces a lot of grains. Um, we like we can establish a trade route. So like he'll send me grains and maybe I'll send him um, wool or whatever, and then like we can mm-hmm. just be trading for that. Um, it was interesting too because like there's there are some um, some things that you produce that make your city less um, attractive. Um, mm-hmm. So like for example, if you were to make sausages in your town, uh, like like farming all those pigs and then like having a sausage farm and whatever else like looks ugly. So I yeah. tried to make a town where I just, I didn't make any sausages and I just traded with other people. But uh-huh. then, like, their sausage production started declining. And so my town started declining as a result. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pretty fascinating with, huh. like, all of that. Uh, huh, that's good. interesting. Yeah. That, that was, was kind cool. of um, SimCity uh, 2013, the mm-hmm. game that had a lot of hype but then didn't end up going anywhere. Right. The, the big feature they promised for future expansions was that interconnectedness where you would trade with other uh, players. Yeah. And I think it did eventually get there, but that was after most people had moved on. Okay. Um, seems like this seems like that idea, but actually it works. Yeah. And pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, it cool. did, like, I do think that the game is very complicated though. Like even mm-hmm. just to start, like it's really hard to know what the heck anything does. Yeah. But I mean, I imagine there's a lot of underlying things going on. So it makes, I'll give, I'll cut the developers some slack in like how much they, you know, how complicated it is to start out. Uh-huh. It's fun. And I mean, uh, it's a good time to, you know, get into something complex now anyways. Yeah. <laughs> while you're at home. Yeah. Well, also on your list, you ha- you're playing League again? Oh, yeah. I'm playing League of Legends again. Uh, maybe we don't want to talk about that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, more things to play, more socializing. So I've been playing that. So, yeah, um, I'm not as, I'm not nearly as addicted as I was when I was in college or anything. So it's not, not a huge time waster but mm-hmm. yeah the game re- basically like they added a bunch of new content since i last played it 
a lot like three years ago or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's very confusing. Every time I um, encounter something I don't understand, I get angry about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've uh, been keeping up with every set of patch notes, right? I used to when I was when I played it a bunch. I used to, well because League mm-hmm. of Legends um, kind of inspired me to make games because like I didn't realize that like I could be a game designer and like balance systems and uh, design characters and stuff like that before I mm-hmm. started playing League of Legends and reading more into League of Legends. Um, but then I started falling off of it because, like, like I, I started doing other things, and then like League just kept adding new content or changing things, and so I just stopped paying attention to it. And now, like, now that I'm getting back into it, um, all of those changes are a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. They're all new, and it scares me. Yeah, <laughs> back in my day, right. <laughs> I mean, league is one of the few sports that's still happening. Um, the league, right, the yeah. league has started back up from home, and there's a lot of pausing and stuff because um, they the cat runs under the keyboard or something. Well, like they have to deal with late latency issues now. They oh, usually sure. will run like the tournament games on a special server that's right there at mm-hmm. the studio or whatever, but uh, or something like that. Somewhere, somehow, where it's like for sure, both teams are going to have you know the same amount of leg or not leg. Uh, yeah. And now they can't guarantee any of that, so <laughs> um, they are still figuring some stuff, stuff out. But like, if you're starved, if you're a sports person and you're starved from sports, <laughs> uh, uh, check it out. It's still going, yeah. going up. So that makes sense. Huh. Yeah, I know a lot of the fighting game tournaments have like been canceled because of this stuff um i don't i don't think there has been any online tournaments to like take their place so we'll see how that works actually i should use this time as an opportunity to play more smash what am i doing (laughs) (laughs) why am i playing league of legends when i can play smash (laughs) you know it seems like you changed man it used to be you'd take every opportunity to play more smash oh what's wrong with me You know, that might sort of cut to the heart of what's unique about this time is that we're kind of trying to do something we've been either meaning to get to mm-hmm. or something that's a little new. Yeah. Like, that seems like novelty has a unique appeal right now, Yeah, perhaps, because Maybe. we're kind of all hold together, like, or, you know, apart. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's, I, think that's, I think there's some uh, truth to that. Mm-hmm. Have you been playing any new games, Mark? I, in fact, have. I've, I've played more games recently than I've had played in months. Like, oh. um, it, so uh, Dale has been playing The Witcher 3 for, like, ever. Yeah. And I can't get her to play anything else. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm interested. Like, I just want her to play something else. Yeah. <laughs> but she is very happy just to play The Witcher forever. Uh-huh. And, and, like, if she's happy, then I'm happy, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I think she would really like The Outer Worlds. Because that is also a, like a, a, a sort of a rich role playing experience that has like just enough of a sense of humor. It's got a setting that I think she would like, and so I recommended that to her a couple of times. And um, finally, um, we were chatting about it, and she's like, "Oh, what's that? It says free with Game Pass." I'm like, "Oh, right, it's that thing that Microsoft does where you pay like a monthly subscription and you get like a hundred games and it's a rotating amount or whatever." Mm. But they do that thing where you can get the one dollar upgrade. And get like three years of it for free. Oh. Do you remember this? We talked yes. about this on the show oh, yeah, a while yeah. back. I do remember and that. And it's, it's dependent on a specific deal that happens where 
um, Microsoft offers a um, an upgrade from your Xbox Live Gold to uh, you bought you get one month of Ultimate they call it, which is Gold plus Game Pass, mm-hmm. and and you get one month of that and it costs a dollar. So your yeah. first month is a dollar. So pretty standard enticement deal, right? right? But the way this backend systems are 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 set is that in order for that to work. If you have a bunch of months of gold stacked like already like you're like paid up through a couple months from now mm-hmm. it just transfer it just turns your uh, your entire account into an ultimate account which has game pass attached as far out as you have gold uh, months for yeah and so it, they had to have figured this out when they set this up and again this I'm just repeating what we said when when this thing was news which was like over a year ago now um, but when they run that deal, you can essentially get three years of Game Pass for one dollar, mm-hmm. which is like the the craziest deal in video games yeah. because it costs like it costs like fifteen dollars a month, like, and you can get thirty six months for a dollar. Uh, you do need to buy thirty six months of of live of gold, right? Xbox Gold, but that is that thirty six months costs less. It costs one hundred and fifty bucks. So. Yeah. Uh, like and uh, Dale and I didn't have any Xbox anything because um, we don't play online on Xbox. But I'm like, you know what? Uh, it's the cost of three full price games for three years of a hundred games or more, plus the free games you get with. It's like this most ridiculously good deal. So and they were just happen to be running this upgrade thing. So yeah. I'm like, to get Dale to play something other than <laughs> The Witcher, <laughs> I will. I will buy three one-year, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Xbox Live Gold passes and then run the things. But I don't know how interesting this is to anybody. But there's a hilarious part of this, which is you can't have more than 36 months, right? That's why it's the limit because uh-huh. the system won't let you buy more than that. Um, but if you buy like a, a 12-month pass, like a code, and you enter it in, it says, "Hey, do you want to turn on recurring payments? We'll give you an extra free month if you do it." And uh, and it's auto- it's checked by default. And I'm like, uh-huh. well. I'm not, you know, three years is a long way. I can deal with it then. But like, uh, sure, whatever. And so I did that. And I'm like, I can just turn that off and then I'll lose that month, right? No. You you say yes and you can turn it off and you just get that month. So what ended up happening is I did this. I had three one-year passes because you have to do it by buying codes. Yeah. I put two of them in and I ended up with uh, 26 months. So I couldn't enter the third code. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> wow. Now, normally that's not a problem, right? I just wait a couple of months yeah. and then enter the code then. I just keep it in a drawer till then, no problem. Right. But the problem is I'm trying to do this upgrade thing, which yeah. I, I want to do now. So it's so funny. So I, I, I actually called up Microsoft support and I uh, said, can you just revoke those two months? I don't need them. Like I'm ha- the deal is so good. I do not need this thing. Yeah. And, and the person I talked to, it's like the most best customer experience I ever had uh, like on the phone. He, he was, ex- he's like, we walked through the math together and he's like, <laughs> okay, I need to cancel your whole thing. And then month by month, give you 24 months and then, and then you can add thing. But I need to actually take three months because that upgrade deal is actually one month. Oh. You buy one month of, and I'm like, oh, but it's, but it's, it, cause it includes one month of gold. Oh, and like yeah. this is all just like this is not interesting <laughs> details but the fa- fact of it is this like I am <laughs> it's so silly to get this go because I had no live Xbox live account at all or no, yeah. no, no. so I, I started from scratch I'm like perfect 36 months three of these you know $60 or $55 cards no problem yeah. it was way more complicated than that but yeah. happily and when I explained like I'm trying to do this this thing where I rip you guys off and he's like <laughs> oh yeah I can help you with that <laughs> so <laughs> 
so okay so that's the long preamble to dale is finally playing outer worlds and she's put in like 20 hours already oh wow. like <laughs> yeah she loves it um and uh so i've been playing city skylines Ooh. Nice. uh i mentioned uh, uh sim city which is a game i played when i was younger i played sim city 2000 I love that game. Mm-hmm. And then when SimCity 4 came, um, that was all hyped, right. uh, I was like, I'm like, I'm going to get back into SimCity. I'm going to be one of those people. It's going to be great. And then the game was a huge disappointment. It had a yeah. terrible launch. It really soured the taste that even when it stabilized later, and you can look online if you don't already know the story of like the disaster of that, uh, that game launch. Um, but uh, City Skylines is a similar, very similar type of game. In fact, it's, I mean, it's basically a copy in terms of concept, but it is um, a really, uh, it's a rich uh, uh, expression of that design and really, really fantastic. And um, kind of everything that everyone wanted that earlier, sim- that, that, that more modern SimCity game to be. Huh. And this, was, this has been known for a while. And I'm like, maybe I should try that sometime. But I'm like, I don't know. I still have brand loyalty to SimCity. And like, well, I don't have time for one of these things. But with Game, with game Pass, it's just like, oh, I'll download it and see. And I'm kind of like, I'm sort of zenning out on it now, which is really oh, nice. That's great. Um, so we'll see how long it lasts because it's, it's games like this or Civilization or, uh, or even Animal Crossing. Games mm-hmm. where you, they just sort of don't have an end. They just sort of eventually they settle into a groove. I'm not super tolerant of that kind of gameplay. I kind of yeah. want it to end. Um, but um, because I'm building something, I kind of like, I can't wait till I have skyscrapers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, ha- I do have a goal. I will then put it aside. <laughs> but like I'm building this city and I'm like, I'm like, it unlocks features as you play. And mm-hmm. um, I'm less interested in the simulation part. I kind of just want to like draw maps. It's really all I want to do. I just want to draw maps. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's been really enjoyable and it's been a good, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, like we were saying on the earlier topic, like I've been working from home for a, many years, mm-hmm. um, you know, on and off uh, through my career. And so it's not that much different, but like, it's a little different. And this has been kind of helpful just to have uh, a, like a game to go to, which is I don't normally do. I usually just pick a game, play it intently and then put it aside. And then I don't play games for a while. Yeah. That's usually, that's how my gaming habits generally are. So I don't usually have a go-to. And so it's kind of nice to have one finally. Cool. Okay. Here's a question for you. How was the music in city Skylines? It's fine. Yeah. Okay. The best I did, thing about, I used to play SimCity 3000 and I think yeah. the best thing about that was the soundtrack. It was all jazz. <laughs> I don't know how I like jazz. So, uh, funny story about that. I, I've been just posting screenshots. You, you know, I sort of positioned the camera right, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. And um, friend of the show, Ben Hansen, who who does uh, mi- uh, MinMax, uh-huh. uh, he replied saying, be sure you play it with the best soundtrack, and then just put a clip from SimCity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, this is not something I was super aware of. Um, but apparently SimCity has a reputation for that because I played SimCity 2000, which, as I recall, had music that was fine. Yeah, I don't remember fine. it. I don't remember it being amazing. But then, of course, this was like Windows 95 era. So mm. how could good it be? Yeah. Um, but apparently both SimCity 3000 and SimCity 4 apparently have excellent music. Uh-huh. City Skylines is fine. It's okay. It's, okay. it's not All bad. Right. Isn't there it's, a, I turn well, it down. Isn't there like music packs you can buy? I bet that's true. So the thing of the, the version I have is I have the console version on Xbox, but it also comes with the Windows version, but it's the oh. Windows 10 Windows Store version, oh, okay. which is just a, it's a PC port of the console version. And oh. it, it controls really nice. I actually prefer a controller to mouse and keyboard, which I do for most games, but for a game like this, I, I, I generally prefer mouse and keyboard. Yeah. But the controls are really good uh, it, with this, but the, it, the, 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 like the Steam version 
is um um you know ha- has a lot more going on and a lot more modding ability um th- this version you can do a little bit i think but i haven't really dug into that okay that's cool mm-hmm. yeah that sounds like a fun game yeah uh, uh, you got that through the, the the game pass though yeah it's i you know the game's old now it's a couple years old there's still do you know there's still there's lots of dlc and it's been well maintained and updated um but it's relatively cheap if you just want to get a copy i, I would recommend it Okay. Um, if that, if that's kind of your jam, if you were disappointed by SimCity the way I was, um, and you you know if you're a, a lapsed city planning genre player, uh, um, it was it's kind of a fun homecoming. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been? Have you played any online games at all? Like to 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 combat um, boredom and and, and social <laughs> isolation. Yes. No, because I don't play online games, and uh-huh. I can't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to develop the habit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I only really play online games when I'm playing them with friends, and like I don't do that very often, really. Yeah. Uh, but it's something I've been, I've been thinking about doing more and more. Like I've been really interested in playing an MMO recently. Uh huh. It would be like I, I played Black Desert online a little bit, and like I really like that game, but like none of my friends wanted to play it, so I just stopped playing it. Uh-huh. Uh But like that would be cool if I could get back into it. And like maybe yeah. I could just get into it and just play it by myself, but like communicate with other people online. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a, 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 a There's a common profile of an MMO player, which is that they just play the game by themselves. Yeah, and like that is actually a huge part of the MMO player base. Um, that was when I learned that I was like, oh, I guess that makes a lot of sense. But it seems weird that that's true. But there's a if that's the way you want to play, there's a lot available to you. Well, what, I mean, what I would like to do though is play it with people who are online. Uh, it's oh, okay. like it's like uh, how I play Borderlands when I'm saying that I've been playing with my friends. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been playing my own game while on a call with other people who are playing <laughs> together. Wow! Sure, well, sure. I, I specifically <laughs> want to play the game with people who are online who I don't know. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, I'm not interested looking to make in that some friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Make some friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, we just talked about it in the last topic. Like, that could be a new practice, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to get better at communicating with people uh, through text. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, like, there's such a barrier to that. I mean, I, I'm I'm with Martha. Like, I don't want to play with strangers. Like, <laughs> That's fair. Too. I I don't I don't see any like there has to be a, a a silver lining to it. But like, I don't know that it's worth the heavy cloud. Like, I mean, uh, the. The silver, I guess the the purpose is to just you know interact with more people who uh, just interact with more people. I guess yeah, like, I, uh, I, it's like going to a new like uh, a class or something like a knitting class or something. Yeah, if you really like knitting, because then you can meet new people who like knitting too. Right, right, yeah, and so you you have to. So the game is kind of important, right? It's like yeah. you, you, the the type of person it attracts, which for most games is is many types of people. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, you might have a little less luck finding people you have things in common with if the only thing you share is is the online game. That's true. But may, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, it might be worth trying out. You know? Yeah. Give it a shot. Uh, yeah. I would. I certainly would like to play games with friends while we're all stuck at home in the evenings. But yes. I don't have the I don't have the muscles for that. Like I don't have the muscle memory. I don't. I just don't know how to do that. Well, like, we should maybe set up a time to do that with the Nice Games Club. That would be nice. Yeah. What I mean, what games would? So the, one of the things is like when I have done that with friends, 
I'm always the new player to a game mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. And then like I feel like it's a it's kind of a chore for me sure. to like to like have the fun that everyone else is having. And then it's kind of like and then I feel like I'm wrecking everybody else's fun. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think you, well, you kind of like I want to I'd love to start a game with other people. Right. But I always seem to miss the boat on the, on the, on the interesting ones. Uh, well, are there any like online multiplayer games that are coming out soon or any online multiplayer games that you had like a passing interest in but uh you miss you miss them and like maybe you can get back into them? I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, uh, this is a lot of this is my fault. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't follow these games, and I don't right. tend to, and so it's a, it's a spiral, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I tend to be very happy with with my single player games that I love, and that seems I, I seem to be okay with that. But like, yeah. I do kind of wish that like, I, you know, I hear people like say like, oh, uh, it's like I played Overwatch, you know, once an a, one uh, one hour every night, and I'm like, that's an interesting habit. Like, yeah. I would, I'd like to try that for a couple of weeks, but like, I don't know that I would make it two days. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I know you don't really like competitive games, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I would like Destiny is something I wanted to get into. Yeah, yeah, um, we should because play it's Destiny. PVE, right? It's um, fun. yeah, and that's that's cro- like you can play across platforms, right? Because I'm one of the I'm one of the three thousand people who own that on Stadia. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe you can. I don't know yeah. for sure, but um, but it's also yeah, free so- to, free to start, right? Like on yeah. any platform. Yeah, I played it too, and I, I wasn't a fan of it, but like, it's yeah. not my kind of game. Uh, but like, uh, so so some co-op game would be up your alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could play Civilization yeah. and just agree to not uh, fight each other. There yeah, you go. that's a strat. Yeah, I, I mean that's like or like the Anno eighteen hundred that you're describing, yeah. where the 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 um the connection is not. Uh, the necessarily the gameplay all the time. So when you play those kinds of games, it's 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 more it's less about the actual gameplay and more about like like the chat window or voice chat or however it is that you can. It's just it's just a social hang, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you t- what do you talk about other when you do that? Uh, I mean, like uh, when I'm playing Anno 1800, I just talk about uh, uh, hey, give me some sausages <laughs> or um, okay. Uh, <laughs> But so like, the game provides an icebreaker essentially, and becomes and is 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 the majority of your interaction. Uh, yeah, a lot of it is. Yeah. yeah, but like also the game, like after a while, it runs like you city runs itself if you're doing yeah. well enough, earning money. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you don't have to, uh, you don't have to be as focused on. It. So like I don't know, you could uh, for like a minute or something, you could browse Reddit or whatever you do, and then, like <laughs> that can come up in the conversation, and then like the conversation can um, progress from that. And yeah. I imagine it's fairly similar to a lot of it, especially like MMOs. I've always found that MMOs are really just an excuse for people to socialize with one another. Yeah, they're chat rooms. Right? Yeah. 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 And they give you they give you something to like yeah, they give you an iceberg, like you just mm-hmm. described it. Um so uh yeah, I guess something like that would probably uh, that would probably be like, like up your alley. Just yeah, to, maybe. you just have to find the right game for that. I'm I mean, Anno eighteen hundred is a uh, co-op. Well, it's not co-op. It's a competitive builder, I guess. But like you played uh-huh. it as though it was co-op. Um, yeah, yeah. Is is City Skyline online? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Dang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you know, well, I've never pl- I've never played Civilization online, but that's always interested me. Yeah. Um, I think the, the like the thing that about it that is it, those sort of passive games mm-hmm. is 
like I would need to feel confident that it's okay for me to like get up for five minutes. You know, yeah. See, that's the um, that's the problem with civilization is it waits for everyone's turn to be over. Right, then, right. So if you're done and the, someone else is up or just <laughs> like me takes a long time to decide, everyone starts yelling at me for, <laughs> for not going fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I guess I want something that's either um, like essentially passive, like I can walk away for a minute if I need to, the way that when you're at a party, you can, you know, uh, go to the bathroom or go to the kitchen for something right. without, you know, without needing to ruin everybody else's experience mm-hmm. or something that is shorter and requires my full attention. So there's nothing that ever that I never think to mo- look away from it. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It feels like every game is in between that. Like, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, an MMO fits the like you can walk away from an MMO because like the That's enemies true. are designed as long as you're not doing a raid or something. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that where people are most uh, together is in a raid? But then it's yeah. it's all hands on deck, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, ex- so, that's actually exactly it. An MMO, yeah. MMO kind of sounds right up your alley. Park. We should all play Star <laughs> Trek. Oh man, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we all play Star Trek online, I could be talked into it. But that might that might be what it takes. <laughs> It always goes back to Star Trek. <laughs> well, you're looking for an MMO. I'm looking for something that I can hold that can hold a little bit of my interest. Yeah, <laughs> that might be it. Yeah, I mean, if we could try that out, I wouldn't mind trying it out. You said it Martha, was free now, right? Yeah, Martha, you said you downloaded up to five percent of it already. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Just get the other nine five ninety five percent. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yep. I mean, I think we've we found a candidate. this works for all of us (laughs) that's our show Uh, if you liked it leave us a five star review why don't you on your favorite podcast app and tell all your friends too so they know and that they can also do the same Uh, if you're interested in any of the topics we talked about in this episode or others be sure to check out our website nightsgames.club for more show notes and links to resources. Like with playtesting our games, we're always looking for feedback on the podcast. You can go to nicegames.club slash feedback and tell us what you think. Get in touch with us on Twitter at NiceGamesClub, where Dale tweets game dev resources and pictures of cats, uh, or by email at contact at nicegames.club. Ask us questions or give us suggestions for topics. I mentioned this in the last episode, but now that we're doing the show in a new way, we are interested in doing the show in all sorts of new ways. So mm-hmm. let us know what you want to hear from us even if it's ridiculous, because I think we're up for that. Right, team? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, until we start again, remember to... Play nice. And make nice. Nice.